today. I am here to give you the assurance that I have not forgotten you. If we want to see the new evangelization become more than just jargon, if we want to see it grow legs and gain traction and change the world, we have got to take seriously our responsibilities as husbands and fathers and especially as sons of God. I want to propose to you then that something that our world is desperately in need of in the midst of this crisis is Catholic Christian masculinity. If you want to be a good father, then bring your children to confession with you. I can't get there unless I become a man of ascesis, a man of asceticism, a man of training. A man not doing penance, a man not disciplined, he's not a man. You guys have upped your game. You know what, guys, I gotta say, I, I love this the concept of man show. Warning, the Catholic Man Show is about to begin. <laughs> and this this episode is entitled Why Your Parish <laughs> Why Your Parish Needs Man <laughs> Instead of what? Instead of instead of men. Why your parish needs men. <laughs> it's just says, Why your parish needs, needs man. man. <laughs> I like it better. I yeah, we'll, we'll just roll with it. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We are on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. Even if it is a water glass. Welcome to all the men who are doing Exodus 90. Uh, Dave Niles here with Juan on the buttons. Also, he is... Did you just say that you were David Niles? No, David Niles is here Okay. with Juan on the buttons. Uh, he also is the one who titles all of the shows. Just well, At least he types it out on the... He the, types it into the he computer. He types it in there, just throwing that out there. We also have uh, Jim here with us this evening. He is making sure that no one is going to get through the doors. And we also have our good friend, no stranger to the Catholic Man Show, Father Brian O'Brien, priest of God in the Diocese of Tulsa in eastern Oklahoma, pastor of St. Francis Xavier in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I just am noticing the title is even better because there's a question mark at the end. It's called, Why Your Parish Needs Man? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Father, welcome to the show. <laughs> it's good to be here. Thank you. Yeah. It's good to always have you back in Tulsa. Not, uh, yeah. Is laughing allowed in Exodus 90? Uh, I'm, I'm should, we, should we I tone do it down? That yeah, was... you need to go take a cold shower. <laughs> um, welcome back to Tulsa. Great to be here. You were the um, uh, president of Bishop Kelly High School. I was. For I was about in 10 my years. former life. What, what, what was no the, longer. What was the hardest transition? Because you, So you go to seminary. You you know you're you're focused on like becoming a parish priest. You get thrown into more of the. You probably were an associate pastor for a little bit, but then you get thrown year into. Year and a half. Yeah. You were at Christ the King, right? Yeah, a year and a half. Right, and then you get thrown into being the principal at Bishop Kelly yeah. for ten years. Yep. So that's a long time. And were then you also the principal. Were you the principal and the president? Uh, formerly president. Okay. Yeah. And then then you get back into the the pastor game. What was the biggest? Uh, difficulty in the transition? Like, what was the one thing that you were like, oh, yeah, I forgot yeah. about being, like... Were you rusty? Um, I When I was at the high school, I was very rarely, like, in hospitals uh. and nursing homes. And now I'm in hospitals and nursing homes a lot. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Like, twi two, you know, two, three times a week. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just didn't do that. I mean, occasionally, like, you know, a kid would break their leg or so you know and you go and visit it's super you know it's easy you know mm -hmm. uh that's been that was a big change that was a big change for sure and then also just like the uh very like preach especially like preaching uh you know you're preaching to the target demographic like one, you know high school kids and and like teachers and parents and right. now you know preaching it to high school kids and parents but also you know four-year-olds and nine, yeah before you could give like the don't be stupid homily over and over and well, over. Well, you can yeah. make like when you I mean, especially you know, UK every, everyone in the everyone in the church is between the ages of fourteen and eighteen. There's certain, you know, 
literature references you can make. There's certain sort of pop culture references you can make. Mm, yeah, that now don't work. Twilight homilies, really, sports. Really I mean, you could, hard. you know, I could, you know, sports reference. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, all right. I mean, I would need to, you know, you have to make like sort of cross generational sports references, sports. O- like Oklahoma State right. references. Uh, plenty, plenty yeah. of those. Sure, always. Do you be honest? Do you bash the Sooners in any of your homilies? No, I you could, but you I might, don't. You might think about it. I mean, no, I kind of can't keep it classy. Okay. You know. Respect for the opponent. I do think actually bashing the Sooners is pretty classy. I do have, <laughs> I do have one parishioner who went like to OU. Okay, so you wouldn't um, wouldn't lose that he, many. He sits in the back. So you wouldn't lose that many. It'd be okay. yeah. <laughs> no, people love it. Yeah, people love a, a little OSU reference, but you can't go to that too many times. I mean, you yeah, know, right, sure. I'm not trying to be cute, right? I preach the gospel. So you're there with Father Kerry Lukulich, also your co-host of Pastors of Pain. Uh, we have a little podcast. show. A little show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and with a very specific demographic, mm-hmm. Payne County, Oklahoma. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How's, That's it. How's Father like Kerry it. doing? Father Kerry's doing great. He's building uh, a brand new building. Yeah, I'm super pumped. It's right by the the football stadium. Right next to the football stadium. Can uh, you believe that? Like, what real estate? It's great. Uh, yeah, it's great. Um, there was a lot. I don't know if that was. I don't know what was thought of. I mean, we've owned it since the '60s. Right. The diocese has. And it's awesome. And especially when that new church is done, they're already kind of talking about the evangelization opportunities on a football. So there's six, OSU gets six home football games every every year. It drives the local economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're just going to have just a huge opportunity. I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of people walking by to come in and, and pray. And, and see. it's going to be a beautiful church. And it's going to be a beautiful church. Which yep. is, you know... Beauty evangelizes. Yep. evangelizes. Yep. Stillwater is really. I mean, you're not cornering the market on it because you know we we still have Holy Family Cathedral. We're hanging out. Pretty nice. It's pretty nice. Yeah. But man, you guys are like really loading up. There'll be two. Yeah, basically two two uh, brand new churches within five years of each other. But not just brand new churches. Beautiful brand churches. New, churches. Beautiful. Really churches. nice churches. Yes. Yeah, beautiful. Churches. Yes. Because Which is very key. Beauty attracts. Yeah. Not all. Churches we still. Are we've the been same. there four years in our in our church. And we still have people who like stop by all the time. Do you Just have the like stained glass pictures. windows? Do you have the stained glass? Stained glass windows, windows is a uh, kind of a, t- a 2022 okay. project. All right. So I mean, year. they won't be in by 2022. We're, 2022, we're going to make significant progress on the stained glass windows because you need to have someone make them and design them. Yeah. So we're actually choosing a company right now. So we're kind of talking to a couple different companies. Nice. Um, Can't be that many of them out there. No. And the hard part is that kind of the size of it. So our church is, you know, it's big and there's a lot of wind. I mean, a lot of windows. And so we had, we talked to one company and it's kind of a small operation and they said, you know, we can, we can do it. And we'd probably produce, you know, a window about every six months. And I'm sitting there like counting. And so start to finish the project would take 19 years. Wow. And I'm like, no, that's no, we can't not, do that. That's not going to cut it. Because you know, what if like the, you know, the artist, what if he dies, quits or <laughs> <Right>. dies, or <laughs> right. you know, like okay, now you're now you're now in trouble. Now we're stuck. Right. Anyway, so we're we're looking at a larger firm uh-huh. who can really crank it up. You know, you got to go big with with stained glass windows. You just like look at some of the other parishes. You know, like in Pahuska. It's just That's what we want. Such a kind of that German. The we're, we've kind of. Centered in on like there's a you can Google it kind of the Munich style. Okay. So that's what you see in a lot of those uh, Holy Family, uh, are, you know, the Church in Immaculate Conception in Pahuska. I mean, but Pahuska is a beautiful church. It's an older, smaller church. Yep. But people come from my I yeah, mean, the windows hundreds, are, hundreds of miles just awesome. to see their windows. Are awesome. And like, yep. If if windows will get people into your church. Yep. All right, spend money on windows. Like, yep. And we want them easy to solution. you know the that a building can preach. And so we want our, our right. windows are going to be there, be very biblical. One side will be the uh, Old Testament prophecy. Right across from it will be the New Testament fulfillment of that prophecy. Ooh. So it's going to be, you're going to walk in, you look left. Oh, hey, there's. Are you going to oh, sneak a, Mary in like a whole bunch? Oh, Mary will be in there a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We love Mary out in Payne County. I don't know. I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know about you guys over here, but we're, <laughs> we love her. We're doing a parish wide Marian consecration right now. Are you? Oh, yeah. Nice. 33 days to morning glory, Father Gately. It's yeah. beautiful. We have about a hundred, about 150 people doing it. That are I was doing just it, talking to a guy of. about that today. The guy who runs the uh, Perpetual Adoration Chapel at St. John's here in town. Yeah. Trying to get 
uh, several of the local parishes here in town to yeah. all do it together. It's been awesome. We did like it during Advent. We just we did a couple like three talks on Mary, mm-hmm. called it Meet Your Mother, and then uh, that was leading into the consecration. I'm pumped. Dang. It's so good. It's so good. That is awesome. Sweet. So um, we're going to talk about how to evangelize men in the parish. All um, right. Talk about that today. I'm down. This evening. We've talked a little bit about uh, this aspect in, in different ways. We had one show, where I, I can forget what it's called, but it's something like how to evangelize and not be weird or something like that. Yeah. Um, well, and For some people, that's a struggle. Right. Um, and then we've also had we one where... We just do a show on how not to be weird and, and uh, yeah. without evangelizing. <laughs> yeah, I also well, think for some would, people that would be a, that is a struggle. That yeah. is a struggle. Yeah, and then I think we've we've talked a little bit about like the responsibilities that men have within their parish. Totally. Um, you know, uh, and and what what they're what they're called to do, what the lady is called to do. Even in the Second Vatican Council, you taught. I have that. Was looking at that right now, uh, earlier today. You just you were just carrying Boom, that just, around. You know, just hanging out with the just carrying the two docs. carrying the documents you know. in my pocket. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, but the, but you know it, it has this the, the calling of the, of the lady and saying that the priests need obviously the lady to have lay apostolates and it's actually um, their duty to do so. Yes. Um, so I think it'd be good to talk about this. Talk about I think some of the struggles that I think we're seeing. Some of the struggles that definitely uh, some of the bigger parishes may have versus some of the smaller parishes. I don't know. Yeah. And then whatever else you want to I'm down. No, that's, uh, that, that is a worthy topic, and I think one that can uh, challenge the listeners. All right. We're here with Father Brian O'Brien from the Diocese of Tulsa in eastern Oklahoma. We'll be right back. The money that we earn throughout our lives, it's important to invest it. It's important to invest it for our children's sake, for uh, our retirement's sake, in order that we may also be able to donate more money to the church and to charitable organizations. But a lot of times it's really hard to know where your money is going and if it is a moral place to invest. And that's why we rely on ChristCenteredCapital.com. ChristCenteredCapital.com points out what companies, organizations, and charities are aligned with our Christian values. Maybe more importantly, which companies are not aligned with our Christian values so we can make morally informed decisions on where to do, what to do with our capital. And Mark over at ChristCenteredCapital has provided us with a promo code to give you one month free at ChristCenteredCapital. It's TCMS. 2022 TCMS 2022 no obligations one month free you can check it out and rest assured that your money is going to morally sound companies christcenteredcapital.com where do your values lie welcome back to the catholic man show i'm david niles here with adam minahan father brian o'brien priest of god we got Juan on the buttons, Jim guarding the door. People get so confused at what we mean when we say Jim is guarding the door. Just don't try to come in here. If you do try to come in here, you'll find out. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. So just don't we get more comments about try that. To People are like, like, what do you mean he's guarding the door? Like, Who is coming in? What? Like, is there a tough neighborhood? Do you small, have like small children? Do you have like, you know, like bricks of gold There's inside? a dog. There's a dog. There is oh, a dog. Oh yeah. Okay. So can I can I tell a quick the quick story? So we got a new dog. Uh, Molly is her name. So we've we've bought this dog right before Christmas. But you know dogs can't come home. They have to stay with the mom until about seven eight weeks. So Haley and I knew we have this dog coming, but the kids didn't. We kept it. We kept it. You know. Hushed. You lied to your children. Great. No, we just didn't say anything. Oh. Um, they had no idea about it. Sometimes they do and lie so, to them, though. <laughs> <laughs> so we get into the car. We, we're going to go get the dog. And, like, we just tell the kids, we're going on a trip, okay? And Because I was like, I can't wait to see what their face is going to be. Like, when we show them a puppy, we're bringing them home. It was the most anticlimactic thing I've oh, ever no. done. Oh, like, You see all those videos, like, on... Yeah, so we get yeah. there. We show the puppy. And Jude is kind of, like, standoffish. Luke doesn't really, like, come around. And we find out, like, they think... That we are taking a puppy from another family, you know oh, that the puppy no. is somebody's puppy, <laughs> and that we're oh. taking the puppy. 
And so, like, they were not... So mean. Yeah, they were not very excited about no, that, obviously. Yeah. yeah, They're like, no, we're not doing that. I cannot I support this. I thought stealing was and wrong. Then, yeah. Right. And then on the way home, it finally started clicking with them. Like, no, no, no. no. We, bu- we bought this puppy. Like, this is our puppy. You know, they, they gave, you know, they gave us <laughs> the puppy. legitimate. Right. And then, and then it became exciting. But Mom like, and dad are man, stealing I, puppies. I wish right. I had that to do over again because steal. we kept that secret for a long time to get like a reaction and it just did not happen. You needed some more clarifying, something clarifying this, like the situation. The status. Right. right. The and puppy well, status. Right, exactly. I like, didn't think, look at this puppy. Guess what? This is our puppy that, now. That's what I, that's like what I did. Well, obviously. And they thought that. like I was staking my claim and like, <laughs> like going off up for a duel I'm just or gonna something. Say, you, I messed, don't know. you messed up. Somewhere. I know. I know. I agree. It was frustrating. Anyway, so we're talking about men in the church, in, in our parish, uh, or we're going to be. Who else can trans, like, transit, transit, what is the word? Trans- not Transition. Transition. Thank you. Definitely not you. Never mind, let's just keep going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't spell it, but I can say. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're talking about men in the parish. In yeah, the where church. are they? Where are they? There it is. Um, how, do we, how do we grow and uh, grow? the men culture, the men's culture in the parish. Uh, what do you see, Father? From a priest's side, um, what do you see? How, how active are your men in your parish? Let's call them out if they yeah, need to be so, called out. Uh, so yeah, yes and no. I mean, a- yeah, active and active and inactive. I like, and I think you guys have talked about it numerous times and I've seen it written in a number of places of just the importance, um, especially of fathers and a family. Mm-hmm. That in many ways, if the father is practicing their faith, is going to mass, is if the father makes the faith a priority, uh, the odds that the children will make it a priority go right. through Skyrocket. the roof. Um, I think so. When, like in my parish, we we have a lot of men that are involved at at lots of different levels. Um, I will say though, what tends to happen is if we have an event or we have some kind of initiative, uh, there, te- there tends to be more women than men. Um, and there's, I'm sure there's like a sociological study of why that is. But I think there are times when we have made, whether, you know, whether just like in the parish or, or just like a kind of across the church, we've made things more, kind of female oriented feminine um yeah and and like i mean either the way we you know the way we advertise something or you know i mean you guys have found out you know i mean just with this group i mean the amount of people that watch this show and like have been kind of inspired by it and exodus 90 and the and the camp out and like all that there's something about kind of men being together and it's not that men can't be with women I'm a man can't. I'm like, a big be, fan, actually. Be in with the my pre- wife. Yeah, if you may, if a man can't like be in the presence of women, I also like that, my wife. Like, yeah. uh, good, good. <laughs> okay, you guys passed. Um, if you know if you can't be around women, then then you got you got a serious problem. But there's also something about like a like a men's only mm-hmm. gathering. Totally. Um, and I think what happens, I know this happens in my parish a lot of times, is like a guy's like you know kind of moves in or is, you know goes to daily mass or is like all about their faith, and the immediate thing is like. He has to join the Knights of Columbus, and right. it's like, okay, f- I mean, fine, but but maybe he doesn't want to, or maybe that's not his thing. Like, how many how many sort of outlets for men are there besides the Knights of Columbus? And I think that's something kind of across the board that parishes can work on. So there's always things you can kind of plug into. They, oh, he's going. Oh, he can be an usher, which is fine, and like we need ushers, and but like. Is that a way that a man like draws deeper in his relationship with the Lord? Um, is the Knights of Columbus like a way that a man draws deep? Potentially, mm-hmm. you know, is going to a men a men's conference once a year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe there's opportunities for those conversions, but we are not. I think we're not doing enough to kind of set up men to be around other men of faith, to be inspired, uh, to grow in their faith, to learn how to be husbands and fathers and men in the church. I just think it's something we're not generally good at, which is, I think where you guys um, you guys have kind of filled a niche for a lot of guys. Yeah, I think one of the problems with like your average parish gathering is that the things that you're doing while you're there 
do not really excite men very often. You know, like, oh, let's sit around and, like, talk to each other. Like, that's cool, you know, depend like, if you get at a good table with people you, you know, like, like, but... You know, just like the the activities of whatever the of whatever the gathering is, very often they were planned and executed by women. Yep, and therefore tend to be more things that women like to do. Sure, yeah, it was um, kind of that inherent mm-hmm. bias, if right? You will. Like, I don't know. You know, how many times is there um, like even a beer available? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, this is, we're here for like this thing. After it's in the, the 8:30 mass, where is the beer? <laughs> right, exactly. Like There's coffee and donuts. Like, who wants crumpets? You know, like, coffee doesn't get rid of the shakes. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking. Okay, that's not joking. what we're talking about. I'm just joking. Sorry. You know, but like, <clears throat> so in our, like in my parish, the like the steak night at the men's club. It's the most attended. Uh, the, the there'll be like attended. 200 guys. To come, who runs it? Men's group, the men's club. Men's club. Okay, but see, here's the problem that I but have on with the this. regular men's clubs evenings. Like, there's not there's, that there's many. There's like mean. twelve. But here's the problem with that. I don't our, know how many there are. Our parish Might is, be more you know, that. even if you say there's like two hundred guys. Okay, there's eighteen hundred families in my parish. Yeah, and like we're like there's two hundred guys at the men's club. Yeah, and you think that's and so it's like awesome. that's awesome. It's like well, we have eighteen hundred families. Yep, that's sure. That's not very many, right? Um, so what's what's happening here? I, I I don't. So I think that there's there's two things that well, I've experienced. Uh, Sixteen hundred of the families are all vegan, so they don't, <laughs> so they, they don't want to come to they steak don't come, night. Yeah. <laughs> so there's two things that I have I have uh, encountered as I've gotten into men's groups. So so one is that they see a new. So there's old guys in in the men's club. They've been going there to, for years. New fresh blood comes in. New young guy. They're like, yep. okay, now we got to get him plugged into everything. Yeah, and then they have this this thought of I don't have to like I, my work is now done. It's now time for the new generation. And what ends up happening is is you just you just burn them out. You just yep. like I don't want to do this anymore. Like you get to the point where you you become the secretary, then then the vice president, then the president of the men's club, and then you're uh, or you just never come back. Right, or and then yeah, you come on too strong. And yeah, and then it's you, like, oh, you, you right, come, now you're in charge of the garage sale and the, you know all these other things, yep. and, and then you're just like, that was too much work. Like, I didn't sign up for this yep. because, you know? like, the reality is, I have a family. That, exactly, right. the older job. the older people in the parish, older men in the parish, they should be the ones running it. They have more time, you know. You know, like if you're retired, you've got more time than I do. It's true to run the men's yep. club. Yep. So you should probably be the one doing it. I also it. think that I think the what one thing we have not talked about in all of this um, is Jesus. Mm. Yes. <laughs> can I can Let's I go do there? That. Let's that go there. Guy. Can I go there? Big yeah. fan. Uh, so I think a lot of times our men's activities uh, are are social. And social is fine. There, there, mm-hmm. there's a there's certainly a place for that in the parish. And an actual need for that. Yeah, and a need for like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, good hospitality. A steak night. I mean, a steak for, night for like, men, awesome, great. Right. But then I think one of the things that parishes, is we've been we've been kind of talking about this among the priests and deacons the last couple of days here in Tulsa. We've had this um, this guy, Dave Van Vickel uh, from Pittsburgh. Awesome guy. Has been has really challenging us on like parish evangelization. And the thing is like, there's you got to have movement. Like everyone is on... A, a, a trajectory. We're pilgrims, right? We're moving from from one place to another, and so there has to be this movement in the parish, spiritual movement. Okay, so I've I've okay, I've joined the men's club at my parish. I've joined the Knights Columbus. I've, I've joined a small men's group, whatever. To to what to what end? Mm-hmm. If if the if the end of the men's club is we meet each other, then blow up the men's club. Yeah. Now, if the end of the men's club is discipleship and love of the Lord Jesus, okay, now we're talking. And that happens through socialization. So out of the steak night comes small groups, let's say. Um, In that small group, we study the scriptures or we study the kerygma or we, okay, now we're we're talking. But if the men's group exists for men to get to know each other, or like I've seen parishes where it's like, a lot of business contacts get made, like in the middle. Like, blow it up, blow it up. It. Yeah. What's the yeah? What is the what is the end 
of the of the mm. men's group or the Knights of Columbus or you know whatever the men are involved in. It is a good point. Jesus is normally a good point. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, we'll be right back. We're going to talk about this some more. Have you ever wanted to go to Ireland and tour County Cork or have a beer in Dublin or see the Cliffs of Moher? Well, we are partnering up with Select International Tours and we are planning a, a Ireland pilgrimage this year. Go to selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow and we will keep you posted on everything that's going on. Uh, Ireland is one of the places that you are able to travel to, whether you have a vaccine, whether you don't have a vaccine. Uh, there's no quarantine. All you have to do is have a negative test within a couple days. So anyway, we're, tra- we're, we're planning a trip to Ireland. We would love to have you there. Go to selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow. And let's have a beer together and cheers to Jesus in Ireland. Welcome back to the Catholic Command Show. Here with Father Brian O'Brien. Father made a great point before the break. If you're just not joining us on the radio or um, some of the other avenues in which you can listen to the Catholic Command Show, we were talking about uh, if the men's groups are not focused towards Christ, if the end is not Christ, if, the, if we're not calling uh, these men to reconciliation, to uh, love of the Eucharist, to adoration, to to you know a call to holiness then blow it up blow like it up said. like yep um, and that's true of any you know you look at i mean you kind of look at par- i mean more generally look at parish ministries you know in general when people say oh my parish we are so we are so busy we have over 70 ministries and then but to go back and say okay great i mean okay good um but to like, to what end right uh, the, the the how many how many disciples are being made by these ministries, and if it's none, then then what are we doing? And so I seven, think you have seventy distractions. Yes, right. Yeah, seventy ways in which a room is being filled, or people are coming to the church, and there's no movement towards the Lord in your life. Yeah. And so you run into, I think you run into, you know, specifically with men's groups. I think there's a lot of good, man. There's a lot of good. Um, we see it all over our diocese. A lot of, a lot of good things. But I think there's also the, the temptation to make it purely social. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about, you know, it's kind of blowing off steam, getting together. We talk about our wives. It's this, it's no good. Which we've talked about on the um, show before. D- men do not do that. Yeah. We talked about like I mean unless you're talking about her in a, in a, good, good in a positive way. way, but that when you're saying blow off steam, talk about your wives, that's kind of yep. right. unhealthy. Yeah, it's unhealthy. Un- unhealthy. Yeah, well, you took a vow to honor and uphold her. Yeah, I will love you and honor you all the days all of the my days life. All the days of my life. There's not like a caveat except when I'm at the water cooler or except steak night. Except steak <laughs> night. <laughs> that would be a weird vow. I get to throw you under the bus at <laughs> steak night. I'll just give one one example in my own in my own life in my own in my own parish. I have a little group. Um, and it was really just trying to be intentional. And I'm, my parish is no model of men's ministry, but what we're trying to do is build, is build, build the sucker. And so uh, I put out, uh, it was two years ago, kind of right before COVID, um, an email to, I don't know what it was, 12, 14 guys in my parish at that time who I thought, okay, these guys are, are leaders. Other, other men look up to them. And I wanted to be an intentional pastor and just and to to lead these guys in a certain way to to to, to towards sort of what we would just call spiritual multiplication, right? That I'm a, I'll lead, I'm going to mentor these guys. You might say sort of disciple these guys to the end of them then being able to go out and do that with their own families and with and with others. And so we used a little uh, um, kind of a program. Um, there's a group called Catholic Christian Outreach um, CCO out of Canada, and they have this like five part book series and the first book is called discovery and it's just about the charisma who is jesus and what does he want the second book is about the holy spirit um the third book i'm going to get the make it this out of order the third book is about um kind of a, a life of discipleship the fourth book is about trust and the fifth book is about evangelization going out and we've just been working through this book and it's scripture it's church documents writings of the of the early church fathers of mm-hmm. the recent popes 
And for me, it's been super edifying. I have six, six guys we've met, COVID on and off, but basically every Friday morning um, at 6 a.m. from 6 to 7.30 at, at my kitchen table uh, for the last two years. And it's been awesome. And we're about to end. We're three weeks away from being done. Um, and now my challenge to those six guys is can you do just can you do what I just did and go out and find five six guys and lead them in this way mm-hmm. to to raise up leaders in the parish now you got to be very intentional I mean it, it took a long time mm-hmm. right? it took a lot of a lot of energy it takes a lot of that kind of one on one I think a lot of times we are too with men and with women and with kids too like we just bring like a speaker we bring in a speaker right mm-hmm. like that was our men's ministry we brought in like a manly Kick butt, awesome speaker, but where like what's the what's the follow up? Right, where's that leading to? Is that leading to that man the small who hasn't been to confession in five years going to confession? Like that's where that movement is that that repentance towards right. a greater and deeper relationship with the Lord Some Jesus. Some accountability, even yeah. And so that's where I mean, guys out there that are talking about kind of men's groups, like it can't just be social. Can't. It can't. Social is, is certainly a part of it. it, but it can't just be social. Where is it going? To what end is this group of right. men meeting and reading a book, doing a Marian consecration, doing this jo- consecration to Saint Joseph? To what end? Ultimately, to to a deeper love of Jesus and His Church. Yeah, I, I, I think there has to be some level of like natural attraction, right? You know, just like get people there, right? Because you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. if you're a if you're like 20 and you show up at the men's club and the next closest person to you is 20 years older than you or more, <laughs> right. then it's like, it's, you know, it's going to be really hard to get more 20 year olds. Right. Um, so you have to have something, but ultimately I'm, I think your point, I'm so glad that you made that is like, look, what is the point? Why even get them there? If you're not going to do something with them, if you're not going to introduce them to Christ. Yeah. Cause this yeah. is the church. And that Men's doesn't club. have to be at meeting one. I mean, steak, you know, steak night. As you right. know, <clears throat> we're gonna have we're gonna have good food, and some beer. Mm-hmm. And but that but then what? Okay, now we got the names. Now we got names of men in the parish. Okay, now we're gonna invite them into something else. If it's just steak nights, you know, you can do that. Anywhere, right? And I think that's what the you know the, the men's conferences are good for, right? You know, they they ignite, they get they get people going, they get people off their their butts, they get people moving. The, the movement starts, but it'll easily fall off if you don't follow up with them. If you don't totally, you know, go back and shoot the email off to them. And thanks for coming. Hey, here's here's a group of guys that you should meet with uh, within your parish. These are all the guys who came to this men's conference from your parish. Yep. Uh, here's their contact. You know, you have to do something like that. To, because I think the the real evangelization happens, and, and the real like the sharpening iron happens in in these small groups. Um, it's I think it's harder to do when it's when when it's big groups. Um, you, you you I think a, a, a men's conference or even bringing in a speaker there, I think it facilitates like an initial encounter with the Lord. I mean I think a lot of guys have. Some pretty serious conversions, you sure. know. I mean, I think those conferences, you know, one of the beautiful things as a priest, like going to some of those things, is is the confessions. You know, right. you get guys who a speaker like just you know hit them right between the eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you guys on the call on, to on like the intro on the intro of the show tonight. You know, mm-hmm. like I forget where he, I think it's uh, Father Meyer from indianapolis you know oh yeah he's in a there. man who doesn't what he said like he doesn't do penance man who's not disciplined yeah it's not, not a man, man you know yeah so like you know you say something like that and guys are like oh crud am i disciplined man, i stink what yeah. i haven't been you know i haven't been in a confession in five years i'm a woman and so i'm gonna go um <laughs> and so that initial encounter but then like but then what then right. what right um and so that's where yes yeah, so that's where small groups come in um that's where I mean I know you guys talk about like uh, you know adoration and I love I mean I love walking into my parish church and seeing well when we have adoration I love see, seeing the Lord and the monstrance beautiful but then look kind of looking around the church and who's there mm-hmm. um, and it's a lot of women but also a lot of men who come I mean like I know you guys do like you take an hour at your parish mm-hmm. um, that's so important for the man to like have that time with the Lord. But for then for other people to see that, um, we have a guy like a, this this guy and he kind of rolls in 
like with his kids. And I know you guys do that. You bring like you bring one kid. I think mm-hmm. you've said over the years. Yeah. Um, it is so beautiful, like for other to see. I mean, as a priest, I'm inspired by the men of my parish who come and do a holy hour. Mm-hmm. Um, are they there to impress me? I, I hope not. Um, but it, dang it, it's impressive. Right. It's awesome. And that's yeah. what we need more of. At, at Holy Family Cathedral, we've seen a, a, a blossoming of, of families coming together. And the men's group it starts once a month with 45 minutes of a holy adoration and confession. Mm. And then we move into the social. And, and so, Love it. And sometimes people go and they say, oh, I can't stay for the social part. But they know that they chose the better half to show up to. Mm-hmm. So they, they they can see that connection. Yeah, and I would be worried if guys were like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do a holy hour, and then we're gonna have you know social, you know, and the holy hour is two guys, and the social's fifty, right? All right, we got we got a problem. Um, there's the lack lack of you know lack mm-hmm. of conversion. Um, our speaker this this these last couple of days here in Tulsa talking to the priests and deacons, Dave Van Vickle. He um, one of the things he said he tried to implement at his parish in Pittsburgh is <coughs> every meeting, every meeting no matter the meeting at the parish. Every meeting begins with um, like five minutes of mental prayer, and then somebody gives a five-minute testimony of how Jesus has impacted their life. Just somebody at the meeting? Yes, at every meeting. You're not going to bring someone in to do that for you? Like It ought to be somebody in that meeting. Right. And, wow. and we were all just like, Which oh means that gosh, eventually they- it's going to be you. You're, yeah, yeah. You mean you can't, yeah. you can't avoid it. Eventually... Right. Yeah, if you're in a small group. Right. All right. Well, we heard Karen last week. Uh, Susan, it's yeah. your turn. Yeah. Could you use We're the only mid, two people. So I love that, nice that I'm idea. I'm picturing at a parish, so it's obviously women. <laughs> I'm just prioritizing. So, I mean, to Juan's point, I mean, what they're doing at, at Holy Family Cathedral is beautiful. And, yeah. and the message that that sends to men is prayer first. Mm-hmm. Sociali- socializing, good. Totally. But guys, prayer first. And what is it? And you said one holy hour with confessions. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a priest or two available. Mm. I mean, that's awesome. That is awesome. awesome. And then guys can count on it. Guys can count on getting into that regular practice of yeah. confession, trying to fight back against the sin. And Yeah, having lives. having the support of the parish priest for the men's yep. group definitely helps. Yep. That, that is definitely a... Yep. Right. Men respond to authority, and like having the authority of the priest there makes a big difference. And, yeah, having, and calling, calling them that. out to, to come. Like, I, hey, men... I'm here. You don't think I'm busy? I expect you to be here as well. Um, Yeah, I love that. I love that. Kudos to the priests of Holy Family Cathedral. We're here with Father Brian O'Brien. We're talking about how to evangelize men. What are we talking about? Why your parish needs man? We'll be right back. We are at the big beginning stages of X. Man. We are at the beginning stages of Exodus 90, and if you did not sign up, but you were thinking about it, you were on the fence. Uh, the deadline snuck up on you. It's not too late. Go to Exodus90.com and join the fraternity. Let me just read you a couple of the testimonials that are on Exodus 90's homepage. Just go to it yourself. That's Exodus90.com. It says, "For men who want something more than the advertised Christian life, any man who wants a solid, faith-filled family should do Exodus 90." Does that sound like something that uh, is interesting to you? Here's one that's even more hard-hitting to me. In the bottom left-hand corner, it says, I felt like I got my husband back. And that was from a wife. So, man, if you are interested in growing closer to your creator, if you're interested in figuring out what your vices are, what maybe is keeping you from your creator, what's keeping you from the one who loves you, go to exodus90.com, sign up, and, and join us. Exodus 90 offers a path to freedom. So go to Exodus90.com, join a fraternity, and let's do this together. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with Father Brian O'Brien. Father, I have to give you a compliment. I had a client who went to Stillwater, and he was floored, is what he said. I believe that was the exact word that he used. Floored. Yes. When he walked in, he was there, like, meeting his son, who's, you know, a student at Oklahoma State University. Go Pokes. And, like, they went to the parish, and he said he walked in, and there was at least 100 kids, he called them kids, you know, uh, college, college students. College students, yeah. Kneeling in adoration. Yeah, 
Yeah. And he's and he said, and they weren't even using the kneelers. They were like kneeling on the ground. It was I couldn't believe it. It was amazing. <laughs> Just to see that many young yeah. young people. Beautiful. So anyway, he said he was really impressed with Love it. Parish life. Yeah, there's a lot, there's so good. Water. Yeah, there's good there's good things. Good things happening in Pink County. So here's my here's my question for you. And I think this might be where we run into difficulties. You get guys together, we've got like commonality. How is it that you get them from there into a small group? Like how do you divide them up? You know, it's like, okay, you six, now you're like lifelong friends. You know, go in a go be in a small group together. Cause sometimes I think that's where I've been in situations where it's like, all right, we're gonna divide you into prayer groups that are gonna meet for the next twelve weeks. And it's like, well, what if you put me with people I don't like? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't want to yeah. like that's I want these people to go to heaven, but that doesn't mean I want to meet with them every week, you know, to pray. Okay. <laughs> I don't like I don't love them that much. Like I want some like I'll pray for them, but I don't want to pray with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say a couple things, the going back to, okay, we're going to be in a small group and like what, like what, but what's the small, like what is the small group going to do? Like, what do you, I don't know. Yeah. And so I think if you have kind of a clear path and so that's why I mean, I, I mentioned earlier, kind of this, the Catholic Christian outreach, these, these kind of booklets that are, it just, it, it, it kind of walks you through. And I think anyone could do it. I mean, so if you were in a group with someone you didn't know what very well or didn't, I don't know, like, or, you know, you did, you had dissimilar interests. Um, your, your commonality is the, is the content that's, you know, that that's in it. And so if this, if the purpose of the small group is social, then you're going to want to have, okay, we all like whiskey and cigars or we all like show tunes and champagne. Yeah. Um, but if you get out of that, I mean, if you, if that, if there, if the commonality is a, de- a desire to go deeper in one's faith, then cigars and show tunes—they don't matter—may coexist, may may sit side by side, right? Um, because the, the 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 common desire is, yeah, I'm a I'm a, I'm a Catholic and I want to know more, or mm-hmm. I'm not a Catholic but I want to know more about the church. When that's the commonality, boom, then you're then you're rolling, because mm-hmm. um, then you can have people of different ages, different. Kind of married men, single men. I mean, the the group that I have on these Friday mornings, all six are married, all six have children, but they're you know different ages. Kind of the, on the older side, sixty on the lower side, thirty uh, something. But the commonality is we all go to this parish, and we all want to draw deeper mm-hmm. into our relationship with the Lord. So, what would you say? Like, if if so I'm just going to use myself as an example, I might say, look, Father. I already have different men's groups I'm in. I already go to like adoration hours. I'm already doing like all these things. You know, I've got four kids at home, one on the way. Like, oh, well, you haven't even made that announcement yet. I'm just saying hypothetically. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> Does your family know? Yes. Okay, good. Hypothetically, they know. <laughs> Even in the hypothetical situation <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, like I don't have time for another men's group. Yep. What, would, what do you say to that person? So, so you may, yeah, you may not need it. I mean, you're, if you're, I would say there are kind of two points. Your, if your, your faith is growing through the things you're already doing mm-hmm. through your daily prayer, through the group that you're in, um, then great. Then you might not join a group in order to sort of make those goals of living a more virtuous life and and deeper prayer. But I would also say to those who are committed disciples, um, including the guys in this room, um, if you, you, you've had an encounter with the Lord, you've had a conversion, mm-hmm. you've made um, a conscious decision at some point to make Jesus Christ the center of your life, I think that comes with it a certain responsibility to now help others do the same. Mm-hmm. So to look at your own life and say, okay, who helped me? Okay, maybe it was my father, maybe it was my mother, maybe it was my priest, maybe it was this small group. To say, okay, the Lord is the center of my life, and that came about through in all these different ways. How now can I look around my parish and and bring other guys along? So I think you know part of discipleship. Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations. That was the last thing he said. That's kind of the final the final mm-hmm. commandment, and so. 
it can't just be, and I'm not coming after you, but like it can't just be about I'm I'm growing. I'm my faith life is on a great path. Right. In the church, we have to be able to say I'm going in the right direction, and I got to bring them with me. And I'm bringing and I'm bringing people. You have to you have to take care of your own your own faith life, no doubt. Yes. But I think you can't give what you don't have. I agree, Father, that. If you are, I, I ask that question because I think probably a lot of our listeners also might fit into that category. Yep. People who are already serious about their faith, and they think like I don't need enough. You know, I read all these books, yep. I devote myself yep. to all these great things. Well, they're worried about getting burned out. Someday, or, someday we're all going to stand before the face of Christ at our, you know, at our judgment, and He's going to, you know, bring these situations up. Was he calling us to do something else? Yep. You know, so it's so something we have to be honest about. I think in in your prayer life, and if you are a disciple, then I expect you have a prayer life. Yeah, disciples ought to make other disciples. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It just it just should be part of it. And so you know, what, what, how can I help the men of my parish? Um, I don't know that it's another social. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it it's you know the, the gospel mostly is spread through through personal relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, standing on the street corner kind of has its place. A big conference has its place. Um, mm-hmm. But w- where the gospel is transmitted, where and not only just sort of spoken, but but planted, and where that seed is watered and where that seed grows is in the life of the family and in the life of the parish in personal relationships. And so that we get into these relationships with guys. So for those who are committed disciples, look around the parish. Um, who, who Who's out there? Um, who's kind of ready? Who's looking for more? And maybe it is the guy who shows up at the steak night. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, great. Let's go. Let's get him. Or maybe it's someone in your office. I mean, it totally it d- doesn't necessarily. It's not always going to be like a somebody from church through the parish. Right. You know, like right. your disciples and, and yeah, we stink at like inviting people to mass. Just you know, general, like not yep. like like you have all of these different things. You know, your kids are in groups, and there's other parents <clears throat> there, and like. Whatever it, whatever it is, there's guys all around you, and I know that probably everybody listening can think of at least one person who's, who, when they think about them, say, you know what, I actually, he might be open to hearing, listening when I talk to about... To the basic message of the like, gospel. Yeah, to the kerygma. Yep. If it came up in like a normal conversation yep. way, right? And even just the basic, I mean, the basic, the first part of the kerygma, you know, is that God, that God loves you. Um, that's a message I think we kind of assume that people know. Yeah, you're right. But a lot of people don't know, you know, and so to be able to share that basic message that God loves you, um, you know, sin sin entered the world, Christ came to conquer that sin, and now calls us into a relationship with Him. Yeah, and even before you start off telling them God loves them, you can start off by telling them, I realized God loves me. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like, mm-hmm. and that He called me, and here's the things, and yep. my own relationship was bad, yep. and so I had to do all these things, and then you can say, and you know what, the same is true with you. Yep. So my next group at the parish, when our little uh, this kind of group of married married guys, when we're done in a couple weeks, is um, young dads. Oh, great! Yeah, young dads. I got three three on the hook, and we're gonna invite nice. some more. Um, and I'm just excited because these guys are you know they're church going, but they're tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you guys know you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. I'm not tired. <laughs> But you were. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you were at one point. Um, I'm always tired. So kind of thinking <laughs> my of that. Whole, my so looking life around is tired. looking around the parish, who looking around the parish, looking around work, looking around, you know, your kid's soccer team. Looking at who you know, who are those who are those men out there who are in need of an invitation, who are in mm-hmm. need of uh, Yeah, and I think that that's a great spot to put, you know, more father kid events together. You know, there's a lot of things where uh, there's there's mom, you know, mommy's Mom and me and all these kind of other little things that happen at the church, but there's not a whole lot of dad and daughter dances or, mm-hmm. um, you know, dad and St. Troops of St. George. I don't know, whatever it is, but so incorporating the ch- the kids with the fathers in the parish uh, uh, geared towards them to... And doing like, I mean, as you guys talk about, kind of manly activities, you know? Uh, you know, bring, bring your son and we're going to... Chop wood. We're gonna chop wood. We're gonna fish. We're gonna hunt. We're gonna sharpen knives you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're it's like all, all of that stuff sounds like stereotypical, but it's awesome. Like, yeah. Have you ever yeah. have, have you ever held an axe to a grinder? It's amazing. It's okay. A lot of fun. Sporting clays. That's fun. Yeah. Sporting clays. Yes. Yeah. Father Kerry would be all game. of the above. Father Father Kerry Wakulich would be all about Does it. Does he even yeah. know what guns are? <laughs> 
He does. <laughs> we had to make a rule. Uh, about, we have a balcony on our on the back of our rectory. Uh, no, it's not a shooting range. And there's like woods behind the rectory. So it's a great shooting range. And there's wild turkeys that live in the. What if it's bow hunting? What if he can smoke a turkey from the balcony? With a boat. I, live sounds, down, I live downstairs. He lives upstairs. That sounds so. legit to me. As long I as mean, it, that's a tough shot. But we have deer. I mean, deer, rabbits, mm-hmm. snakes. So turkeys. what would you say to... Uh, oh, man, we're about to run out of time. What would you say to, to the guys We're going to keep parish? going. Afterwards. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep going because I have other questions that I want to ask you too. Um, but what would you say to the guys who are thinking about starting it but don't know anybody in your parish? What would you say? How, how do I get involved? Hmm. Are we coming back after the break? Or I'm answering well, this right is now. Short. This is- oh my gosh. Um, talk to your priest. Uh, get another guy. Get other guys. Start it up. Uh, go out for a beer. Get a steak. And then come to Mass together. Mm, okay. That's a good start. Yeah, that's a great start. We're out of time. If you're listening on the radio, go check us out on the Catholic Command Show for the rest of this uh, episode and all of our other episodes. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus. Okay, so Father, here's here's something that I wanted to bring up, mm-hmm. but I wanted to bring it up after the radio because I think it's... This is when the real people are yeah, listening. Yeah, this is when it gets good. So uh, you look at you look at like uh, parishes around Tulsa, and you say, and you go to their men's groups. We, Dave and I have been to quite a few different ones. We kind of see a trend happening, right? So you see that there's you show up to these guys, these men's groups, and they're um, fifty up, you know, or more. Yep. Um, there's very little. Whatever happened, I guess maybe the seventies. I don't know, but like the the forty year old range people, the early fifties, forty year old range people are like non existent. Like there's just no one mm-hmm. that age. And mm-hmm. then there's like, if you're lucky, there's a couple younger guys, right? So you're like trying to figure out, well, why are these older? Like why are these some of these guys uh, dedicated to the men's group still? Like what what's bringing them there? Um, why are they still coming? And, and and they're the same group of guys that you know have been here for twenty years. They, they're active in everything that they do. When you consider them the men's group, those are the 20 guys that you think of. Yeah, and I think it's because they enjoy each other's company. So I think it's because they helped start the parish. Oh, or, that so, could be. Or the so, men's club. I mean. so, so they or, yeah. helped start the men's club. They so, have a stake in it. Yeah, so they helped, they're the men who laid the sod at the parish because the parish didn't have the money to hire a groundskeeper at the time. Like they were just getting started. They were yep. the guys who planted the tree that is now, you know, 50 feet up in the air. Yep. They're the guys who, you know, made the, all the flower beds that, you know, they, they have so much, uh, work that they they've done. Ownership. Ownership. Ownership of, of the parish. Sure. And so I think possibly what happens when you, when you become a bigger parish and money is less of a of an you know a, a worry like you can oh we'll, we can hire that out we have people who who mow the yard for us we, you know we have uh, a groundskeep crew we have we have a, a plumbing issue we just call a plumber when you have that luxury at times there's no need anymore for the men in your parish there's no need it's like hey listen uh, I know that you're we're here on Sunday morning and there's a leak here it's because no one showed up. Uh, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday when I sent out an email saying that we have a plumbing leak. Yep. Uh, and so there's no... Men are, are, are men of action. You know, they want to be needed. They want to know that they're needed and they want uh, the responsibility, even if it if it takes you, like, you sitting them down and being like, I need you here. Yep. Um, and so when that doesn't happen anymore, there's there's less ownership involved. And then, um, in my opinion, that's... That's where the disconnect a lot of times can be. It's like, I could show up. It's like, this is how I felt with one of the councils that I was on, a church council. It's like, I showed up for five years to this thing. And I did not feel like, I, I could be here or I could not be here. It doesn't, like, mm. I'm not doing anything. Yep. I'm just here. Um, you asked me to be here and I'm going to be here. But I, I, I'm, I'm bringing nothing to the table mm-hmm. here. You know, like, this is a silly thing for me to be a part of. And then they don't. Then you don't want to do anything else because yep. that was 
I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, you don't want to say yes to other things. Right. Um, and so how do you balance that? Like, or like, what are your thoughts? Am I, am I off the mark? I'm happy to. No, no. I, but I think all, I would pull it back just a little bit and say what, you know, is like, what, what was the show called? What's the show called? What's the role? What do we call it? What's the show uh, called? Do we, oh. do we need a man? Uh, do we, <laughs> why do parents need men? Why do parents need men? Okay, so th- so there it is. So I would say, so why do parents need men? Is it to fix stuff? Like, is that why? Like, is that why I need men to like come to my parish in case like something breaks or to like mow the lawn? No, that's an outpouring of their desire to help mm-hmm. and to you know they care about the parish. But go 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 back further. Like why do, why does the parish need men? Because men are husbands and fathers, and if the faith is going to get passed on, it's going to come uh, through the initiators. Through, in large part, husbands and fathers. Um, and so there's a maybe kind of two parts to it. Why does the parish need men? Because you know men have have a, an important role to play in building the kingdom of God. And then also, why does the parish need men? The other, the, flip that around, why do men need the parish? And they need the parish because that's where they encounter the Lord Jesus in the sacraments. Mm-hmm. And so I think what we don't want to do is like sort of whittle it down to the, like the men's role in the parish is the men's group or to fix stuff. Like the men's role in the parish. I mean, if you want to, if you want to really pare it down, what is the what is the man's role in the parish? And the man's role, I would say, the man's role in the parish is to become a man of prayer. That's the man's role, and then out of that prayer, out of that encounter with the Lord in the Eucharist, comes a desire to fix stuff, and mow the lawn, and cook steaks, and run a small group. <clears throat> but I, that has to come out of discipleship. I think what we see. Um, you can tell kind of that that there's maybe, and I don't mean this judgmentally, but like you know, kind of a shallow faith when um, the guys in the in the men's group and like new leadership is chosen and they're not in the leadership and like they stop coming to mass. Come on, then then where was you know where was that right, faith? Yeah. If they're if they're defined in the parish by their role in the men's group or the Knights Columbus or whatever it may be, they ought to be defined by. That guy is first and foremost a man of prayer. So if you got kicked out of all of everything you were doing at the parish, um, nobody wanted you. Nice. Nobody wanted you. <laughs> yeah, nobody wanted you to be. You know, do anything or at, at, at the parish. You would still have an incredibly important role to play in the parish, which is you're a man of prayer and you bring your family mm-hmm. with you. So last week we were talking about the soul of the apostolate and. That's like one of the things he talks about all the time is it compares the active life to the contemplative life mm-hmm. and how much more how more how much more important the interior life is than the active life that it's uh and he there's he had all these great quotes and I can't remember any of them but like uh one there's one bishop who said I would take 10 carmelites over 100 missionaries yeah, the power of prayer. Right, just because yeah. like I'd rather have 10 Carmelites in my diocese than 100 missionaries without the Carmelites. Well, and I would ask the you know the guys who are listening to this uh in that in that book Dom Chatard, he talks about like the heresy of good works. How do works. you say it? Chatard? <laughs> That's what we said. Yeah. Chatard. Yeah. Chatard. <laughs> it's just C H A T A R D. Just a funny name. I don't speak French, but I don't either, I'm, but I think I, that's how you say I, it. I try to sound like I do. <laughs> okay. You know the French; they're yeah, always like laughing Chittard. weird. There's about. a high school in Indianapolis called <laughs> Bishop, Bishop Chatard. That's why I say it like that. <laughs> so there we go. What's okay. their ma- What's their mascot? So, what's their mascot? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the Frenchman. <laughs> uh, he's going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if. Oh my gosh! No, I lost my sorry. I lost, that's I lost my train of thought. The interior life versus the active. Oh, life. so the heresy of good works. So if you're if you're in a, if you're in the parish, men who are listening, if you're you're in your parish, how do people in the parish see you, or how does your priest see you? Is it sort of in a functional role? Man, I really need that guy because he mows the lawn 
and does a great job. Um, man, I really need that guy. He's the treasurer of the Knights of Columbus. Oh, he's in such an important role. Um, it, those are all functions. Um, Dave Van Vickle, he was hitting hitting the priest hard, and he was saying basically telling us like your your priest, your interior life needs to be solid. You need to have time for mental prayer. You need to be spending time with the Lord. And if you're not, then your works are fake. Mm. Then the good work being done by you and your parish is a sham and it's a fake because it's not based in the Lord Jesus. So for the men, okay, mm. doing, you know, so I'm going to start a small group and that's really cool. You know, all, all, all good and fun. But to what end? Where's it coming from? I think that's a. I mean, I think that's a really good answer. Um, my, my so my struggle is though. I, I, I'm not pushing back. You can so push back. No, I'm not because I. I think you're right on. I mean, it's it's impossible to push back on. You need to be a, a man of prayer. I I agree. Yep. Um, but I also I'm see. Not sure. <laughs> I, I call BS. I'm um, getting along fine. <laughs> uh, but I see guys who I see every. You know, every Sunday they take their kids to, to Holy Mass. Nice. They are, uh, you know, they are there. I see them after Mass. I talk to them for a second, uh, but they're nowhere in sight when it comes to the other things that you need. The active part in in, in the parish life, and like you can't get them involved. Uh, it just seems like it, like there's some. Where is the disconnect? Where there's some guys who who started the parish, they have the ownership. And they, they they desire to see it keep going versus the guys who said like oh I'm just getting my kids to mass and, and I, well I would go back to your your comment about whatever council you were on you know and feeling like it wasn't you weren't really needed and so your time is valuable right and you don't right. and you don't have enough of it and so I, I mean I think when guys see something that's worth their time where they really can kind of use their their charisms we would say in the church. They're gonna. Mm-hmm. They're much more likely to show up. Okay, I am really gonna be of use. Um, I can really, you know, f- really, kind of in a concrete way help my mm-hmm. parish. But I'm not just gonna show up to show up. And so I think creating more of those kinds of opportunities, which is hard, because I think it, it is hard when you have, you know, when you have a staff that does the the toilet breaks. We call we yeah we call right. a plumber. Yeah, you know, and I think it is kind of hard because, I mean, like what we said already, the point of the men's group is to make and encourage men to become holy. So if those men are at home, you know, dedicating, you know, like praying a holy hour at, at their at their house instead of showing up to the men's group, well, that's maybe better, you know. Uh, but also, if they're not coming to the men's group, you know, like if the active, the active things you know the good works so to speak and kind of helps build your interior life also but ultimately it doesn't matter whether they show up as long as they're holy but we have to invite them the thing is we're not all holy right uh you know like i'm still working on it a lot clearly Clearly. i work on it a lot (laughs) But I would say, as you know, a specific invite. I mean, we make you know we do like announcements at the end of mass, um, and I could make all the announcements I want. But like, what's going to be wait? If I could say, okay, you know, this weekend we have like we have a little group at the parish. They're called the Sod Squad, and they Ooh, like do that. on Saturday mornings. Uh, they come out and with you know uh, edgers and mowers and and get after it and like make the grounds really beautiful. Um, I could make that announcement or. Like a member of the Sod Squad goes to a non-member of the Sod Squad and says, "Hey, would you like to join the Sod Squad?" That would that would be infinitely better than my mm-hmm. post-mass announcement. Again, we just we just stink at invitation, yep. don't we? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you know, does the Sod Squad then you know that group they gather for prayer? Does that lead to a friendship, which leads to a small group, which leads to drawing this guy deeper into the life of the church? I like the name. Yes, I do too. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> it's basically the best thing I've done as a pastor. <laughs> did you come up with the name? Um, I don't know if I did. Wait, 
That really diminishes so maybe, the whole, like, so this maybe is the it, best thing I've done as a pastor. No. Maybe the <laughs> best thing I've done as a pastor was done by someone else. I'm an imposter. That's okay. I'm okay with letting other people, like I've said it many times, Pamela, Lady Pamela, she has all my best ideas. I don't have a Lady Pamela. You should, well. <laughs> no, you should not. <laughs> no, no, I shouldn't. No, you should not. <laughs> I think I did come you up with Sod Squad. great secretary, I though. think I did come up with Sod Squad. Nice. Well, is there anything that you want to leave? Like, yeah, make sure to I would say to, for, for guys, um, what is your, w- the greatest contribution you can make to your parish um, and to help your priest is to be holy, um, that your prayer life is in good order, um, that you regularly uh, take advantage of the sacraments. Mm-hmm. Um, I would much rather a, f- a husband and father come to confession and come to Sunday mass and, you know, maybe take an hour of adoration than join the men's group. Totally. No. Yeah. Can you do all those things? Certainly you can. The best thing uh, men can do for their parish is to be men of prayer. And then when you've had that account- encounter with the Lord, you're then in a position to then invite someone else into that, to know what you know to give what you have. That's what we need. And so, you know, if, if I mean, this sounds weird, but like if quitting your men's club so that you have more time for prayer is what you need to do, then quit. If it's absolutely coming down to that. Yeah, I don't, well, I doubt that. It is. But there is, a, there is something to be said about understanding what you're good at and understanding what the gifts that you have and being mm-hmm. able to say no to things. Yes. Because, Part of the problem of getting burned out on things is that you continually say yes to everything, even though you think, well, I'm not really the person for this. If you have trouble saying no, I recommend there's a nice little uh, article called, or it's a, it's, it's a book, but it started as an article. It's called The Power of the Positive No. Just Google that. Power okay. of the Positive No. You explained no. that to us one time. And it, I was will like, teach it was amazing. You, it will teach you how to say oh, no to things nicely. Oh, oh, I mean, I can't do it today, but. Oh, that is a great idea. And that sounds like it's going to be really valuable for the parish. I'm not able to join, but perhaps maybe next year uh, we could talk and discuss it. Yeah. And people go, <laughs> You like, just said yeah. no. Right. While affirming what, what is a good idea. And, and open the possibility that I may join in the future. But right now, no. And the other way to do it is to go, no, that's dumb. I no, like that That's way. not very nice. Oh. <laughs> Power of the positive no. Check it out. So I'm going to sum up this is that like, guys, are you going to sum up Christ is calling you to holiness and it's a good thing you're a man because it's going to be really hard. Okay. Like becoming holy is not easy, but it is the best thing and most important thing you will do in your entire life. And in fact, it's the reason you're alive mm-hmm. is to become holy, to, f- to fall in love in deeper relationship with Christ mm-hmm. every single day. It's not something that like, okay, good, I have a good enough relationship, right. okay? It never ends, and it, it always is better. That's the great thing. It's always hard, mm-hmm. and so I don't know like why holiness is like, this is like feminine idea, because to me, like the pursuit of holiness is like rough and arduous. For men. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it's just like full of nobility, mm-hmm. Um so that's that's what you got to do. You got to be holy, and then once you have found Christ and you love Him, then share Him. You bring others along. Uh, Saint Paul the uh, Sixth said uh, that the church exists to evangelize. Nothing else matters if we don't get to heaven. That's right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. For Great me. to be with you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. Come to Stillwater. Last minute, too. Oh, there's somebody who reached out to us. Hey, why don't we uh, 